Welcome to Voices of the Valley, a new radio show where we will be interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators, and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. I'm your host, Dennis Donahue, the lead of the Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology. And each episode, we will be exploring what's challenging and new in agricultural innovation. Our guest today is uh, Brian, Brian Curtis, the CEO and founder of Concentric Power. One of the reasons uh, I like uh, having a chance to sit across from you, Brian, is you're, you're a local boy making good. So we, we like that. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you, how you uh, started Concentric. What, what led to all that? Sure. Yeah. No, uh, thanks for, for having me today. Uh, yeah, so my background, I grew up in Salinas uh, and grew up around all these ag operations, but uh, went off to study mechanical engineering at UCLA and ended up uh, uh, working at the power plant on campus and then taking a job out of school as a refinery engineer. So I've been sort of around mechanical systems and process plants and, and all that sort of stuff all of my career. And so what sort of brought me to Concentric Power, and I'll talk a little bit about what, what we do, is uh, bringing my experience kind of around the world, really, and bringing it back to Salinas and trying to uh, really do something that's meaningful in terms of uh, sustainability and, uh, and climate change and being able to build sustainable infrastructure for what we do here in Salinas Valley. So um, that's kind of how I started thinking about it. And then I put on my analytical MBA hat and uh, crunched the numbers and, and realized it was a huge opportunity um, not only is the just the industry in Salinas is way bigger than I appreciated growing up here, <laughs> right, right. But uh, but some of the opportunities are, are really interesting. well. Given given your background, one growing up here, but not necessarily being involved in ag. At, at what point did you really kind of realize this this is potentially a very significant opportunity for our local agricultural yeah. industry? And then, as you alluded, uh, you know, throughout the the country and the planet, and when you figured that out and began talking to local uh, industry folks, how were you received? Yeah, no, it was it, it was interesting. So uh, as I kind of alluded to, I, I've lived all over the world, including China and the East Coast and Midwest and all over the place. Um, and what sort of led me back aside from just kind of knowing from growing up, yeah, there's there's something to it. What's happening here? But uh, I, I was fortunate to have a couple of really interesting opportunities along the way, uh, working for a couple of venture capital firms where we were raising uh, over like $1.3 billion to invest in clean energy technologies. And, and my job there was to really create a strategy and look at every clean energy, clean technology idea that was out there and put together a big investment thesis. So I had that opportunity. And then having uh, went and got my MBA, actually prior to that uh, at MIT, also had a real high-level view of what's going on. And then also had an opportunity to work with Department of Energy, uh, the Energy Efficiency Renewable Energy Group, uh, which also sort of looks at, at everything. So I had this perspective of, you know, there's all these great technologies out there. And I was always in the back of my mind, I was thinking there's got to be some way to bring some of this back to Salinas uh, to the extent that it, it's a big market, what's going on here, we, you know, it's the lettuce bowl of the world sort of thing, all the, the fresh vegetables that come out of the valley uh, are, is really a ripe opportunity to introduce more technology. 
and then it was a little bit of a humbling experience coming back into to your question like how, how was I received it's uh in some ways it was like okay that's great but uh we've been innovating here for 100 years so like what do you have that's new for me uh, and it was right, like right. it's like all right so I started to dig into all right yeah there's all this innovation that I mean there's a real tradition of innovation here that again not didn't really fully appreciate it growing up but uh, is really embedded in the culture of how things get done. Right. And so, uh, on the one hand, uh, there was a little bit of, all right, what's new? Like, lots of people come and try to pitch us stuff that uh, doesn't make any sense. But on the other hand, it was also really wide open of, yeah, of course we innovate. Of course we use technology. That's what we do here. And right. So it was really, okay, if you got something new, and I like to think we do, and we're starting to get some tra- traction on that, it's like, all right. This, you know, this well, when you talk about energy efficiency, I'm, uh, yeah. that can be kind of a broad, broad brush. So, w- with with given your background, what what in particular seemed to stick to get get you underway? Uh, you know, obviously you've uh, got a couple of uh, terrific uh, uh, clients in the, in the valley that you're you're doing yeah. business with. Tell us a little bit about those projects, and, and sure. was was that really um, was the, the area that area um, in terms of the things you're doing now what really caught people's attention amidst all of the energy opportunities yeah so so the couple of projects that uh, typify what we do uh, we've got a, a power plant that we built for Taylor Farms in Gonzales um, so that's a two megawatt uh, cogeneration plant and we're using natural gas to produce electric power and then we take the waste heat from the engine and drive a refrigeration process um, so what was interesting to me about that type of project, and this is what we built the company around, is it, uh, it's, it's a really effective and efficient way to provide a large majority of the energy for, for a facility. So I get this question all the time, all right, well, it's natural gas, what do you think about renewables? Is that competitive? And my answer is always, you should do as much renewables as you can. Uh, and I, I, I think that's true just across the board, not just this industry, but in general as a society we should do, we should max out the renewables uh, over time. But the reality is where we're at to be able to actually do that, you need firm dispatchable power to support all that. So whether that's done on site like we do or by the grid, somebody's got to provide that firm base load to be able to support what we do. So a, a big part of what Concentric does is does that more efficiently than the grid can and does it in a way that's that's more cost effective for the site host that's, that's building these. So they're, they're saving money by making these investments. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and it's pretty significant and it's all in the back of energy efficiency. Uh, so what, uh, what allows us to do that is uh, current technology for generation uh, and energy technologies themselves, but also software and controls uh, to be able to run these plants efficiently. And then uh, we also have uh, aspects of the tech, our technology that we're developing that take into, um, that allow us to use machine learning and artificial intelligence and things like that to not only do it efficiently at one site, but have that, that project learn from its own experience like in an automated way and then apply some of those learnings and performance curves to other sites and be able to optimize the whole system. Uh, so so yeah. one of the uh, um, kind of the hidden opportunities or attributes of, 
of energy is obviously it creates a lot of scale and you know this is a, a valley that does innovate and uh, uh, artificial intelligence deep machine learning if as you bring those things into your operation it sounds like that can even uh, spill over into other challenges we have to solve we've got we've got to get that uh, scientific uh, uh, capability within our line of sight and kind of get it yeah. married with traditional ag don't we yeah no it's uh there's a lot of technology that can be applied to what's going on here and taking it out of other contexts and bringing it here and mixing it up and, and coming up with innovative applications, I think, is, is a real big part of it. You, you've talked a, a little bit about, uh, um, or we've had a chance to visit, and you've talked about sustainability. Yeah. Um, a lot of our grower shippers and our processors, their major customers, are talking more and more about sustainability, sustainability metrics. How does this all, how does what you're doing play into all of that and helping them meet those objectives? Sure. Yeah, so that, that is a big topic of conversation. Uh, and what we do plays right into it uh, to the extent that we can, we, we're building sustainable infrastructure to allow some of the bigger and even the small uh, processors to be able to do what they do most efficiently and uh, be able to reduce carbon footprints and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and to the extent that we're doing it with advanced controls and big data analytics and, and all that sort of thing, it plays nicely up the chain to people that are you know, measuring these things. And then the other thing that's, that I, I think about pretty often, you know, you talk about these big multinationals that are purchasing from the local growers and, and shippers, processors here is, and they're talking about sustainability as if, you know, we'd never thought about that. But the reality, right. but the reality is, uh, as a farmer and, and you know, in the ag industry, it's just a natural thing that you have to do. Like, right, you right. depend on the earth to literally right, right. to do what you do. Right. So it's like, well, of course we're going to be a sustainable Well, sometimes farmer. we're busy farming rather, <laughs> rather than telling our story. So, right. Yeah. So the, the, what you're doing helps us do that, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good fit, and you know, our we're just one piece of the puzzle. But if we can help the whole industry be more sustainable and doing what it does, then we've done our job. One last question, um, and you and I have had some conversations. I know if you've looked uh, as you try and uh, uh, hire f folks who can help you with your operation, and and I know you have a preference to make that as local as as possible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me as you think about everything that's going on under this ag tech umbrella, uh, a lot of different and new types of jobs are uh, going to be created and different uh, skill sets are going to be required. Um, how do you see labor playing out in, over the next, next decade? Uh, is it, uh, uh, you know, are there jobs that going to come into existence that don't currently exist today and what kind of skills are people going to need uh, to be able to work in the valley particularly in the infrastructure side in the sure. coming years yeah no I think there's definitely going to be jobs that uh, no one even thought about before that, that come into play but then there's also uh, integrating technology in a real incremental way where it just sort of sneaks in and all of a sudden you, you wake up one morning and your whole labor pool is doing something with devices as part just that's what they do and right, they didn't right. even realize it and so there's a couple different aspects of, of how that actually happens uh, there's going to be training and, and all this sort of stuff but I also 
really believe strongly that as you know, new people come into the workforce that grew up just on computers and everything else, right, it's right. going to be a natural, they just know how to do it, like, because that's what they have always known. But my observation is a lot of the current workforce today, if they're given an opportunity, given given the skills update, yeah. uh, they're going to they're gonna be uh, play a big part in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. good. Well, uh, um, so you've got a couple of big operations here. Uh, I know you've got big big plans, uh, yeah. any more near-term projects in our area, or are you going to uh, take on the world? Yeah, all, all of the above. Yeah, now we do have uh, projects in the area that can't quite talk about, but uh, but they are in the works, uh, and then we've got a couple really exciting projects that are uh, outside of the, the region, but kind of play back here, so uh, in terms of how our company is set up, that, that's going to be... We're going to be doing a lot of the engineering and fabrication and technical support and everything for, for those projects. So we're really building up our headquarters here. You know what I find interesting, given the scale of what, what you're doing and taking it on, uh, you're also a, a classic startup in talking about things like manufacturing and, and you know, kind of in an era where the assumption is maybe those days are, are behind us. Uh, but it sounds like you're really... Making good progress and a lot and a lot to be excited about. Yeah, no, I I like manufacturing and I like asset driven stuff. Um, so it sort of flies in the face of a lot of the Silicon Valley mentality, where you have a software business model that you know it, it's that's a very different business model than what we do. So we we're doing sustainable infrastructure, literally building things, putting steel in the ground, um, and so that's an interesting technology problem set. But it's also an interesting finance problem set that we have to solve in terms of how do you do that at scale. Uh, so again, it's a very different finance model than a software business right, model right, would be. Right. Uh, so that's a big part of what we spend our time doing is the, the financial engineering to go along with the actual engineering. Right, right. Good. Well, with everything you've got in front of you, we're glad you came home to apply your trade. Thanks, yeah. Brian. Happy to be here. Great. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. Voices of the Valley is brought to you by Western Grower Center for Innovation and Technology. And this episode has been sponsored by Hartnell Community College. Tune in for a new episode.